Boo! 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 Hey, Robert, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, Scott. I'm going to the Sixers game on Saturday. I'm just practicing. Good idea. Let's do it together. Boo! You suck, Jimmy. Welcome to episode 108 of Wolves Cast, the show that's hosted by myself and someone I dream of playing doubles with someday. I'm Scott. I'm Rob. I would love to have you as a doubles partner. That'd be Scott. great because I'm, uh, you know, pretty bad and, and I think you can cl- clean up a lot of my mistakes, you know? That's true. And you don't need to be nearly as mobile in doubles. That's true. And that, that, that is what is going away from me the most in my old age, mobility. Yes. That's, uh, it's an old man's game, doubles, so, uh, and woman's. But uh, for us, I think it would be a perfect team. Two people who are smart, but uh, don't really have the mobility. I got the I got the Wayne span. I can break that. Yes, you do. That's I, huge in doubles. I played hoops last Sunday for the first time in like a month, and it, my body was sore all week. My legs were just like I can tell. Oh, Seems stiff. Yeah, yeah. It's still a little stiff. Four days later, still a little bit, but uh, it was good. Had a couple game-winning shots. You know what more? Can wow. You ask for? What more can you ask for? Wow. It was all garbage. You know, get that offensive rebound, put it back up. I was going to ask if you held the follow-through on your game-winning shots, but I know that... Uh, no, no. It's, it's it was always, garbage all the time. I did yeah. flex one time, though. Oh, did after, you? After I got... I felt like I got fouled on my way up, and someone had their hand all on the ball, and I just, you know, strong-manned it into the wow. hoop and gave a little flex as I was running down the court. I'm sure that uh, that really inspired your teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we won the game. So uh, that brings us to what this podcast is about, basketball, I guess. Uh, yes. Still... Timberwolves still playing games. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, we're still here. The Wolves are still here. They're still showing up and playing basketball. So let's talk about it. Yeah, we're in limbo. We're going to talk about this week of basketball, T-Wolves basketball specifically. Then we have... uh, Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Who who is it that was just called? Tisk Tisk. Someone, I was just watching a broadcast where they called the T-Wolves over and over again. The T-Wolves, my friends, are the gaming league team. The T-Wolves That's like a Marv Albert thing. Yeah, yeah, it is a Marv thing. I was watching a game. I I don't know, but I was watching something where they were calling the T-Wolves over and over again. But yeah, the T-Wolves gaming league does go by T-Wolves. Oh, well, okay. They they have some merch out now. It looks kind of cool. Um. Yeah, they have their first games coming up. Shout out to the T Wolves Gaming League. I don't know what that's about. I know it would it's be like NBA. a sister podcast. Yeah, that maybe. That. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, they're video gamers, so you think they would be down for all this digital content, you know? Absolutely. And I don't really know what it's like uh, because it's an NBA 2K league. Um, but I've never watched a game before. But I think they have their first game next week, so maybe I'll tune in and we have something digital to talk about next. I'm week. I'm guessing that uh, Andrew Wiggins' player rating in 2K. Is is inflated? Yeah, I way mean, beyond. No, I bet reality. it's. I, I'm not sure. It's actually been pretty low, and uh, <laughs> to the point where words out. Two years ago, Wiggins commented on it. Say, like someone was like, "What? How do you feel about your score?" And he was like, "I don't care. I don't play that trash. I play Call of Duty instead." Yeah, I can. If there's one thing that I think could get to Andrew Wiggins and get him to. To want to improve his game, I could see like NBA 2K rating. Yeah, like something yeah. that really bothers. Or can him. we just make like Call of Duty make fun of him in their next game? Like Wigan sucks is like an in-game joke, and then he'll take it personally. Yeah, that uh, these are all. You got to hit them where they live. Yeah, exactly. You got to get to them where where they're living. 
Um, so we're going to talk about some rumors about the uh, GM, uh, the general manager. Is it going to be Scott Lady? Is it going to be someone else? I don't know, but we're going to get into that. Uh, we have a tanking update because the tank is here <laughs> and it's driving hard. And yes. uh, did the Timberwolves win their final game of the season this week? Uh, we'll talk about that with our tanking update. We're going to talk about some cool promotions and giveaways. It feels appropriate because baseball season started today, and uh, baseball is all about their giveaways. They have all kinds of silly promotions every year. You got yeah. it. You got it when it's a 162 game season. You know. Ugh. Um, we're Anything gonna, but the actual sport itself. Oh, we're, don't don't. Sorry, well, let's not fight get, about. Don't it, get banned. I, I I blocked uh, Professor Pigskin on Twitter for almost a year. <laughs> for almost a year because he had made a joke about how boring baseball is and football is better. And it's like, hey man, I don't come into your house. But anyways, we'll move on. Uh, we have a sponsor, as always. We'll tell you all about them, and then we'll get paid. We're going to play a game of Worried Not Worried to tell you what you should be worried about. I mean, there's so much stuff to worry about, you know. We're, yeah. We want to make sure you don't worry about stuff you, you don't need to. Yeah, we'll sift through it. Then we're going to hit our weekly Wolfies, and we're going to play a brand new game. Brand new game. And Ooh. I brought my iPad of sound drops this week. I forgot last time you were here, Robert. But we have a bunch of sound drops on my iPad that are outdated that Neil took away. And we're going to be playing those. Yes. Hey, Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. Oh, he is thirsty. He is that. Oh, yeah. We got all kinds of them. All right. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you had a good week, enjoyed some of this weather. If you are in the Minneapolis area, we definitely had some uh, beautiful weather this week. I didn't wear a jacket to work yesterday, and that, mm, that felt pretty it's good. It's a good feeling. Uh, well, what doesn't feel as good, though, is a one and two week for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Your Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. It doesn't feel good because it should have been 0 and 3. Yeah, it really should have. We really screwed ourselves get to that with later. that tanking. Yeah, we'll get to the tanking. Let's talk about the games real quick. We are 33 and 41 on the season. We have eight games remaining, and that somehow feels like a threat. You still have eight games of eight. this you have to watch as your <laughs> team gets kicked in the teeth over eight and over again. Eight games of cat. That's how I'm. That's uh, true. That's eight I'm games of cat, it. and maybe you get a nice Okogie dunk in there at some point. Yeah, and maybe eight games of. Uh, Kate Bates job or something progressing. These are the things that you have to look forward to. Yeah, and I kid, I kid about you know, watch it, it is you know different watching us just get stomped. You know, it, not being very competitive in some of these games. But I, I, I embrace it, Robert, because I know it'll be a long off season until we get to see our wolves play again. Yeah, so I'll still be tuning in just yeah, to make that, sure. It's true. You, it's good to keep that in mind that you'll be missing the, you'll be missing game. 74 or whatever yep. of wolves grizzlies or whatever yeah and right now it's like you know the end of basketball season so it's like i've just watched you know 70 timberwolves games you know 72 or wherever at 74 i suppose and uh so right now it's like another one but then i know i know come july i'm gonna Been be like, through this enough where are these wolves games yeah exactly all right well first off we started with a loss in charlotte 106-113. I believe this was last Thursday night when we were recording the pod. That's right. And it's a, I have a weird experience with this because I watched this game at 2 a.m. I started it at 2 a.m. Wow. And so, like, I can't remember which parts of it are real and which parts are a dream, it feels like. Mm, a but, nightmare? Uh, yeah, a nightmare, right? I love the jersey combos. We had the, the white earned edition against their teal. Both had the purple trim, looking yeah. real tight. Nice jerseys. And it was a pretty close game, but... Uh, Man, I, I just got away from us at the end, right? Yeah, I mean, what else is new? But uh, there are some there are some good things. Good to see Cam Reynolds out there. He made two consecutive threes, um, and I, I love Taj Gibson so much. Just if nothing else, for that he's like the one guy 
one veteran guy who probably won't be here next year, but he's still so professional and so uh, such a good locker room presence and so yeah. enthusiastic that uh, you just love seeing him get it because he just went crazy when Cam Reynolds hit those two threes. Definitely noticed that. And in stark contrast to guys like, uh, you know, Jeff Teague or yeah. some of don't, the don't other. Don't really care. Don't really care. Even they're going to be here next year. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I uh, enjoyed that uh, we got the Peach Jam Wiggins. I like Ooh, it when yeah. the announcers call Wiggins. Whenever he plays well, they call him Peach Jam Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget where that started. I don't remember the reason for it. but it, It's happened so infrequently that uh, it doesn't really – the the story the story behind it hasn't gotten an opportunity to be told. That's true. Um, so he actually had a, Wiggins had a pretty decent game, uh, but we missed eleven straight three free throws. Mm. I mean, not straight eleven free throws though. Yeah, we've been bad at free throws lately. Yeah, it's uh, it's been discouraging. A, it's been a bugaboo. That's for sure. Know? Yeah, but I don't it's know. contagious. I mean, everyone wants to say like free throws. Free throws are like kind of the easiest parts for fans to criticize because it's the only part of the game that we can relate to. Absolutely. Like we don't know what it's like to try and take a runner or a floater against a big defender, an NBA sized defender. We can't yeah. know what it's like. Dunk like. on somebody. But like we can all go to the gym and shoot free throws and be like, yeah, this is what it feels like, you know. Yeah. We've to a all certain been extent. There. It's not like we ran two miles and then have everyone screaming and while we're tre- shooting these free throws. But at the same time, humans just have this tendency to be like, if I can make my free throws, why well, can't Andrew Wiggins make his free throws? Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's quite so easy uh, because I suck at free throws. I'm really yeah. bad. Yeah. Which is another reason that Sunday was great. I made my only free throw I had to take. Wow. If you if your team loses and the other guys are coming in and you have to make your free throw if you want to stay in the game. Mm. I, I only lost one game. That's a I high pressure situation. It is. And it stinks for me because I'm probably one of the worst of all the people we run with. And so, like, I'm routinely the one who has to, it's like, you lose, oh, you're sitting out a game again, Scott, because you can't make your simple free throws. Well, that's, uh, you got to take just a, just a little taste of what it must be like to be uh, shooting free throws in pressure situations like that's NBA. That's true. That is the to, most but, pressure situation when I want to play the next game. But then again, that's their job, and that's what they're expected to do. So That's true. They do have whatever. a lot more free time to devote to it than yes, we do. Yes, they know? do. They do. Well, this is our ninth straight road loss. Um, <laughs> Nine. <laughs> it's been a bad season on the road. That's going to be one like of the, the weird last things. One, wasn't it the last road game that they won, like uh, like the Knicks or something? Or just like yeah, one of that these, sounds right. That one sounds of these right. games that it wasn't like super impressive or anything, it, you know. But whatever, it's uh, that's going to be that's going to be one of those things. When we look back at this season, we're going to look back at it as the season where Jimmy Butler demanded a trade. Jimmy Butler trade. Firing Tibbs. We'll remember that as the chaos of the season. And I think we'll forget that this just abnormal road record we had this season. Even when the Two Wolves, different teams. Even when the Wolves were you know, a worse team than what we had this year, it just seems like we uh, would normally win a handful more on the road than we did this year. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's uh, It's been like average, average to above average at home and then just like abysmally bad. Abysmal. Losing to teams we really should beat. Like ugly, ugly losses on the road too. So it, I don't know what that is. It's I, I would don't like know to know because either. Listen, everyone, baseball's back. 
I like baseball. <sighs> Let's not talk about. Baseball. I, I need to have some like baseball drops or something that I could be playing. Like uh, I, re- I know on the basketball Jones into the starters. Whenever Tass Mellis talks about baseball, they start playing this like wacky music. Is you know we gotta have something like that. But baseball's back, and there's a lot of things in baseball where people will say like clutch hitting or like the hot hand, and there's like all these other theories, and then you can kind of use stats to like see if that's true or not. And we've dispelled a lot of myths. And I wonder if there's something like that. If I were better at basketball advanced stats that I could figure out what's the deal with us on the road. That should be your off-season work. Getting good at that sort of stuff so you can dispel It has been a goal of mine for a few years to become more literate in basketball uh, stats so I could bring that knowledge to this podcast. Maybe it's about time I actually do it. It's the missing element of this podcast. Advanced analytics. Yeah, absolutely. And heart. Another another element (laughs) from the Captain Planet sense of the elements. Mm. All right, let's go ahead and anything more about uh, Charlotte that you want to say? God no. Yeah, let's uh, let's go on to a road win actually at Memphis, another team that is uh, ahead of us in the tank race. I will say they have a worse record than we do. That's right. Um, We won though, and you texted us, Robert. Actually, I'll I'll pull up the text right now because (laughs) I have my phone in my hand. Uh, We were texting each other before this game. Here we go. I found it. This was a crucial game for me because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, go ahead and read the text. I, I think you I texted recall us on Sat- According to this, it says Saturday at 6.30 a.m. I've been thinking about it all night, and I couldn't wait <laughs> to tell you. You woke up and had to share it. Yes. <laughs> if the Wolves lose tonight at Memphis, there's a strong chance they'll close the season on a 15-game losing streak. Yeah. This is like the one winnable game that was left. Yeah. And got to hand it to them. They... They took care of business, but yeah, uh, and you know maybe we shouldn't be too down in the dumps about losing or about winning it then for our tanking odds because you don't want to end the season on a sixteen the, game losing streak. Yeah, right? I mean, it's nice to break up the the losing streak so that you know you had one seven game losing streak and one. I mean we're I mean looking forward to the the rest of the season. There's there's not really a winnable game on the schedule for the yeah. Wolves that I see. I mean, I, they've got like uh, they go to Dallas. I think they host Miami, and that's as yeah, easy as it Miami gets. Miami is probably the my, I have tickets to the Miami game. It's the final Prince night. Ooh. That's probably our best shot of a one more win. I bet we could do that. I don't know. I yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, no one would blame you, especially when it's just like at who this knows, point in who the knows season, who's going to be playing. Every loss is so crucial. You see, Laurie Markkinen got shut down. Yeah, he did. Actually, I, that was actually kind of scary. It was a heartbeat thing. So I guess that's yeah, not an easy. He's they're taking kind of thing, but yeah, it's that I'm time of year when that. players are just done for the season because it's time to tank. You know, fall. <laughs> yeah, to that's right. And uh, Chicago is one of those teams that wants to hold on to its tanking position, but they have one of the easiest schedules remaining. But it could be tough. We'll talk tanking in a little bit. Let's save yeah, it for th- full that's, court press. We're at that part of the season. So. Yeah, well, everything is, you know, Let's talk about it. the Grizzlies game. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about hey, the Grizzlies game. You know what? I game. did enjoy seeing. I, I'm glad that uh, Joachim Noah is back and actually yeah. playing and actually giving, like, that weird energy that he has. He's and one of we, my favorite personalities. In the league. Yeah, and we get to see his, uh, his shooting motion. That distinctive shooting motion. And it, at his peak, at his prime, he was one of my five favorite players in the NBA, probably. Yeah. Just so much fun. I loved his energy. I loved his trash talk. I loved all the weird things that he would do, like the the ugliest free throw shooting I've ever seen by a player <laughs> ever in my life. Um, the way he would like bring the ball up the court. like That one season where he got like top five MVP votes... It was it's like crazy. one where he was just going triple. I remember, I think Neil and I saw him get a triple double at Target Center. It was just like him bringing the ball up the court and stuff. 
He's a magical guy, that Noah. Yeah, he was. I'll, uh, since we mentioned tennis at the beginning of this uh, episode, and I, at any opportunity, I will bring up tennis. Uh, good to know that. I think some people know this, but Joachim Noah is the son of Yannick Noah, oh, yeah? who is the last Frenchman to win the French Open, which is coming up in about a month and a half or so. So a good just pe- a quick plug. He's good got, piece of trivia to have. Yes, Yannick Noah. Good guy. So uh, 33 and 23 night for Towns. Kind of like uh, crazy how that's becoming kind of like not Quiet surprising. 33 yeah. and 23. Yeah, exactly. Quiet 33-23. He was third 30-20 game of the season, fifth of his career. Like I said, it's just becoming, especially like if he's out there getting all the rebounds, he's he's just going to roll his way there. It's, yeah. it's all about foul trouble really at this point, how many rebounds he's going to get. Because he could score in spurts, you know. Just like Donkey Kong's coconut gun fires and spurts, yes. <laughs> uh, but with Talons, it's like he he he's pretty consistent on the board. So he's it, bigger, faster, stronger too. He he's the first member of this T Wolves crew. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just like if he's not in foul trouble, he can easily get like fifteen to twenty rebounds a game. It's just like he he always takes himself out of game so quickly with his foul trouble. That that's the next step for him. Yeah. Really yeah, I mean, that was the joke when Tibbs was the coach. As I was saying, that was the only way Towns knew how to control his minutes was, you know, <laughs> get a couple early fouls and go get a breather. Yeah, I'm you know? tired. I'm going to I'm gonna do a stupid foul off of like, a, like I thought I got fouled, so I'm just going to do a stupid foul on right, the rebound yeah, so I can get worst. out of here. Yeah, one of those fume. weird reach-ins or something when you're yeah, behind yeah. the guy. All right, well, uh, nice to get a win for Memphis. Might be the final win of the season. I'm going to say Miami will be the final win of the season, but mm-hmm. very well could be. Uh, let's move on to the Lakers game. I was Clippers. there. Oh, yeah, the Clippers game. Thank you. The better L.A. team. Yeah, that's true. We, pro- we would have had a better shot if we played the Lakers. Uh, but <laughs> It'd be a yeah. critical tanking game. Clippers game, wearing their weird black jerseys. We were yeah. there. Danilo's a tall guy. When you're in person, you see him, you're like, wow. He's huge. He's a really tall guy. He didn't even have the rooster haircut going in this game to add an extra couple inches, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't be fooled. You you thought that that rooster haircut made him, you know, an extra six inches taller, but yeah. he's all of like 6'10 or he's whatever. He's a big guy, yeah. He's a, he's one of those real bigs. Uh, with this win, the Clippers have won 11 of their past 12 games. Crazy. This is the Clippers, their season. They had a bunch of people that, you know, were just like cast-offs from the Blake Griffin trade and from the I Chris Paul the trade. I and, love the Clippers. And they just played their butts off, and they were so good. And then they're like, hey, why don't we trade Tobias Harris, you know, get some first-round draft picks back. And then they played even better after they traded their, yeah, I'm trying their to think of, star. I'm trying to think of, of all the other playoff teams in the West. Are there any Clippers who... It, it, are there any players on any of the other teams that wouldn't be the best player on the Clippers? You know, do they have oh, any? Yeah. Is, there any I mean? is there going to be any matchup in the playoffs where the Clippers have the best player on the floor? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. No. No. I mean, yeah, no. I, I like uh, LaMarcus more than I, I like Denia, though. I would say I'd say LaMarcus probably gets the edge as a better player. Um, and then, I mean, the Trailblazers are looking a little threadbare, but Damien's obviously, you know, a better player. Yeah, even like CJ McCollum is probably would be the be- would be like the featured guy. Yeah, on the on the Clippers. Yeah, if Rudy Gobert was on the Clippers, he would be the he would be the featured guy. I feel like. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, any of these different. Yeah, so these different teams. That's the but- weird thing is that we're just taught that you need a star to succeed, and I love these starless teams that do well. My my last favorite one I remember being into was the year after the Dwight trade. 
where Bynum went to the Sixers <laughs> and Andre Iguodala went to the Nuggets. Yep. They had Corey Brewer, Andre Iguodala on that Nuggets team, and they just ran like crazy. And they they won a bunch of regular season games. I'm trying to remember if Andre Miller was on that team. He might have been. Maybe. And they just investigate. they won a boatload of regular season games. I want to say they were like the three seed or something. Then they lost to the Warriors in the first round. That was when the Warriors were just starting to be you yeah know, the precocious. dynasty yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that disappointed me so much because I just love that team because it was just like yeah, it doesn't a bunch happen of all that guys. often. Yeah, it doesn't. So you got to savor it when it does happen. Yeah, and I mean the funny thing is, I, I mean we'll see how the standings stack up. It's too early to talk about playoff matchups, but I think as of today, it would, the five six, or, I mean the four five would be the Blazers and the Clippers. And now that the Blazers lost. Nurkic and CJ's still banged up. I wonder if the Clippers get without a star could get to the second round. That could be another super disappointing first round exit for the Blazers, and then they would have some big time questions going into the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think, like, on that as well, like the Clippers teams with CP3 and Blake and like the best teams in like Clippers memory, you know? They yeah. never made it. They 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 capped out at the second round of the playoffs. They never made it to the conference finals. It'd be very funny if this team of nobodies, you know, Doc brings them to the exact same level. You know, I don't yeah. think they'll get to the conference finals. All credit to Doc. Yeah, I mean, apparently, when you're, uh, you know, spend a few years trying to be coach and GM, and someone takes away the GM role, you're like, I've got all this time to focus on my coaching for once. You know, it it's a weird uh, from a Wolves perspective. It's a when you're asking yourself, why can't we have a guy like Garrett Temple on our team? Mm-hmm. You know that you know that uh, the coach of the other team is doing something right. Yeah. When yeah. you're when you're taking guys and getting the absolute most out of them. And on the Wolves, you've got certain guys, certain prominent guys who you know that you're only getting a fraction of what they could potentially give you. So that's uh that's coaching, that's culture, that's uh those are the things that are just a, a few of the things that are holding the Wolves back right now. That's right. Um, as in terms of the actual game with the Clippers, uh, it was a pretty frustrating first half for Towns. They were just doubling him very aggressively. Like he he just wasn't taking any shots because anytime he touched the ball, they brought two you know maybe, uh, two extra defenders. Sometimes they were like tripling. Him, I think you know? the Wolves' first three defensive possessions, it was like open three by Gallo. Uh, Open three by I don't remember who hit the second three, and then it was like a, a layup on the other end, and so within like within the first minute it was like eight to two. Yeah, well, the like first that. quarter just... the first quarter was a forty two to twenty three oh. beatdown. Um, Clippers were sixteen of thirty two from three on the night. Gallo went six of nine. Temple went five of eight. P- Patrick Beverly, my old friend, went a perfect three of three. Oh, your boy, Patrick Beverly. I like I like that Bev, man. Yeah. I can't believe great. the Sixers didn't get him back in that trade. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been great. He would have been great for them. That's him and the, Jimmy would have been thick as thieves. Ah, I just think that, man, that that would have made the Sixers real scary. Um, I don't really have much else from this. Uh, the jerseys still look really weird in person. I don't like the Clippers jerseys. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. So that was kind of weird. But um, that's the one knock I have against the Clippers. Yeah. So uh, that was Neil's final game of the year. He says he's sad Aww. about that. But not yeah. for me. I've got. I'm going to go to the Sixers this weekend. So are you? Yeah, I'll be there. And then I'll be at Miami for the final Prince night as well. All right. Well, that is the week in Timberwolves basketball. What and a week it was. Yeah. In case you stopped watching, we watched them for you. We let That's you know right. how they work. That's why we're here Even if they're you. at 2 a.m. and we watch it. All right. Well, that brings us to our weekly segment called Full Court Press. 
Here's the tip. All right, full court press. Let's start with some GM rumors from New York Times' Mark Stein. You may have heard of him. He's noted tennis some... fan as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to be the theme of this episode. I tennis, hope so. Tennis episode. Should do a tennis, an all tennis episode. <laughs> um, so his notes are, you know, who could tell, you know, what, what's real with this fake news from the failing New York Times, my friends. But, that's uh, right. All signs point to Minnesota retaining Ryan Saunders is the first note. And I think we had kind of felt the same way. Just that says that Ryan, you know, can't really be like he's not getting blamed for these losses because the team's so injured at this point. But that uh, let's see is known to Saunders, who turns 33 in April, is what is known to have a strong relationship with all star center Carl Anthony Towns who has played some of the best basketball of his career since the departure of Butler and Thibodeau. So that's kind of what we felt like. He has a good relationship with the star. You know, that's probably the most important thing. And the owner. Yeah, that, that also that also goes a long way as well. Um, I thought this was funny. He turns 33 in April. I was just reading Jeez. The Athletic had this big poll of all the MLB players that they released the results of. And like one of the questions is like, which manager don't you want to play for? And which manager <laughs> would you like to play for? Which manager would you not want to play for? And one person voted for the Twins manager who just started today, his first day as a manager, Rocco, Rocco, Be- Rocco yeah. Belladotti. He's like 36 or 37. And one of the responses was, I wouldn't play for Rocco Belladotti. I don't have anything against him. He's just my same age. And that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder many NBA players that feel like that, you know, <laughs> like Taj is older than Ryan, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I, I don't know. I think some guys would be fi- fine with it. I guess it just yeah. depends personality depends attitude, personality. I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, the GM stuff is a little bit upper upper in the air. Wow. Good talking, Scott. I was day drinking watching baseball today, everybody. So no <laughs> judging me. Um, rumbles persist. Not rumors. Rumbles. Rumbles. Oh. The Glenn Taylor, the Wolves owner, remains interested in bringing his former point guard, Chauncey Billups, back to town to run the front office. Yet skepticism also persists about Taylor's ability to make an offer attractive enough to lure Billups from his analyst job at ESPN. Yeah. It also goes on to mention Calvin Booth, a Denver executive who the Nuggets Former hired away from the Wolves yep, last season. Increasingly mentioned as a strong candidate to replace Layden if he does make a change. So, um, yeah, Billups, uh, once again, it's just like, it's hard to know what any of these changes would really be I like. Don't, knowing that... Um, KG and Billups are still pretty close. I don't know that. Uh, I got to imagine that KG's and, and Chauncey's ear being like, don't have anything to do with Glenn Taylor. Yeah. I don't have that sound drop on here. Glenn Taylor, imagine. don't know about basketball. There you go. But uh, I still don't quite get the fascination with Chauncey. Oh, we I do mean, have it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. <laughs> I still don't quite get why Chauncey is held in such high regard for he GM. Is, yeah, it's weird. I mean, maybe he would be great, but it does he have what qualities does he bring other than being like a smart guy on TV and it's like he doesn't have any- He has good relationships with players who are in the league. I think that might be a thing is that like a lot he one is like I don't know what it's like, you know. I I don't really have the tools to assess him what he what if he'd be good or not. But a lot of people seem to respect him, and he seems to be sought after. So that should mean there's some smoke there. Maybe there's some fire that he'd be good at it. And I also think that a lot of players, especially like LeBron and stuff, that really like Chauncey as a person. 
And so, I I, once again, it's weird. It's hard for us to say we want Chauncey because I don't know what he would do. You know, he's not been a GM before. We can't really, uh, you know, point to something. So, um, Neil put in his notes about Billups. He just retired from the Big Three League. So, if that Ooh. makes you feel like he's more qualified for okay. the GM, maybe. Okay, now I'm interested. Yeah, exactly. Um, was in the running for the Cavs GM job in 2017, the summer Kyrie left. But instead, the Cavs decided to fire their GM and make the Kyrie trade before bringing yeah, in the right. new GM or something. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I'm, I'm just getting tired of the Wolves making these personnel decisions based on, like, strong relationships and history and stuff like that. It, it, it's never like who could be potentially the best person on their merits. It's always like, who do we have a strong relationship? Who do we have history with? It, that yeah. seems to be the Glenn Taylor the Glenn Taylor way of doing it's things. It's true. You're not wrong. Um, what are some ex- recent examples of him straying from that? Um, maybe Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, he didn't I know guess. him personally. He hired Corn Ferry, the yes. the search form to find him, and Corn uh, Ferry found that, and that didn't that didn't really work out. And then mm. the last the last person I remember being GM uh, that was just kind of like we don't know this guy was da- David Kahn. I don't think David Kahn had any personal relationship to Glenn Taylor. Didn't like Stern or somebody recommend him? Uh, I I, I blocked out so much yeah. of that, and so I think era. like. It, if you're like, I think it's annoying for Glenn to act this way, and we rightfully make fun of him for it. But uh, it, his last two examples of going off book were Khan and Dividend. Maybe you're like, uh, uh, maybe we just hire someone I like. You know, maybe the common denominator in all this is Glenn Taylor. And that's, yes, I think that is that's the truth, right? Yeah, but uh, I mean, who? Kn- it's almost the same thing with uh, with um, not, uh, Ryan Saunders. I kept wanting to say flip, mm-hmm. but. Ryan, it's, su- it's such like a like maybe he could be great given a full healthy roster and a full training camp and everything, but to just hand the job over to him and not let the GM, the new GM, make their own decision on that, it's just so backwards. Yeah, in my mind. Well, and that <laughs> brings us back to Stein saying that we might not be able to make a lucrative enough offer to Chauncey. That's not just about money. That's about giving him the freedom to make such calls. You know, and that yeah. that will play into you know the desirability of this job you know it's not as desirable as it was when we offered it to Tibbs <laughs> yes. because we're a, we're a little more capped out you know Tibbs spent a lot of our assets and uh, we still have you know a handful of assets but it's just like we're not as uh, desirable I think as a Wolves uh, reputation kind of took a hit this season you really thought it couldn't take more of a hit you know just and when you yet, think it can't go any lower it's uncanny the, that this franchise Can always find new lows. The, the depths keep getting lower and lower. They're like subterranean. I'm not even point. angry about it. I'm impressed, really. Yeah, it's really something. <laughs> yeah, um, some other names that have been mentioned: Milt Newton, which I think would be funny after we treated him so poorly uh, with yeah, the firing. I, I mean, I get that. it. I mean, at the time on the pod, we said we don't think this should have gone down this way between Sam Mitchell and Milton, how we treated them. But at the end of the day, pig picture wise, if this was what it takes to get Tom Thibodeau, we got to do it. You got to do it. To get means, tips. Yeah. yeah. Boy, were we wrong. One mm. of the many things we were wrong about on this podcast, but Hey, at least we remind you of how wrong we were. That's right. We're There's not trying to hide these facts. Upfront about that stuff. No one feels worse than us. But Milt Newton working in the Bucks front office. The Athletic just had a really good piece about him. Uh, so you should check that out. Uh, Mike Zarin from the Celtics is another uh, mention. Uh, Celtics have been pretty well run team over the past decade, I'll so say. you got to think that that's a good idea. And then David Griffin, who was the Cavs GM, and got fired before the summer 
that Kyrie wanted to trade. And why is it Sam Hinkie on any of these on any of these lists? Uh, that's a great question. I would love to get the process to to Minnesota. The only, the only, I mean, it might have worked a little bit. But we're just in a weird place for the process right now. I was thinking about like, <laughs> is there any way on the drive over here? I was like, is there any way we can go back to being like a rebuilding team? We really can't because now no. now we got Towns. We have an all star. Got max contracts on the. We got an all star locked into a max. So at the very worst. We're going to be a middling team. Like I think going forward, the worst thing we could be is probably just like what we what we are this season. Like good enough to like get thirty wins, but not bad enough to get a higher lottery pick. It's NBA purgatory. Yeah, and so I think that's at worst what we're going to be. And obviously, we could be a lot better. We could be the team that's making the playoffs every single year, and I hope that that's what we do. But uh, I just don't think there's a world where we become that terrible team again as long as we got towns on the roster you know that's unless true unless we you know pull a spurs and have him sit for a full season so we can get tim duncan or something <laughs> but i don't see that happening especially with towns and what we know about him wanting to sit out of games you know he doesn't he's not gonna do it he's not probably gonna not it. gonna happen but hey maybe we can get him in another car accident or something like that oh no all right do you have anything else to add about uh general managers uh no i mean there's it's pretty dense sort of stuff to talk about to just yeah, I, it's just it's tough. I just hope it's the decision is made on its merits and not on, you know, someone's reputation as like a player or something. That's my only thing. Yeah, yeah, and I also think that you know we'll be able to talk about this with more clarity as we get towards the off season. I'm sure this is a topic we'll be able to invest. Some it's more so time weird in. to get excited of like, oh, the wolves. I, I'm really excited for the wolves' new GM. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weird nerdy thing but, to get excited yeah, but about. We need to with this roster. We just got some problems, and we need somebody with maybe throw a curveball and have a laden stick around. Sure. You Probably know, not going to happen. I mean, you know, there. I can make an argument. You know, he, <laughs> this is the man who drafted Josh Okogi. Ah, a pick that he got. Kata Bates' job. Too. Yeah, yeah, he got that pick by trading Ricky Rubio. Uh, I don't like the Ricky Rubio trade, but I think he was told to do that one. Um, but also, apparently, he was the one who negotiated the Jimmy Butler uh, Robert Covington trade. And you know, I liked the return. It sucks that Covington has been injured all season, but I really liked Can't getting Dario and Covington back. So. Um, you know, I can make an There's argument a case for to be made. But also, I don't trust him because he's got a name like Scott. He's hitting up. All right, our next topic, tanking. Uh, <laughs> some ideas that Neil put for uh, what we call this, like Riggins for Wiggins. You know, yep, yep. it's uh, crying for Zion, not trying for Zion, dying for Zion, New Horizons for Zion. Ooh, any one of those is a winner. Yeah, I like those, but we're not going for Zion. I mean, we're not going to get down to one. I mean, of course, every spot we move down, we get a better odds at getting that number one pick because let me pull it up, Robert. Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, really... I, what am I telling you guys about? You guys are experts in this, like we are. You're the race Timberwolves. to the bottom. This is where... We're not, you know, we're not the smartest NBA fan base around, but we do know our losing. We know our Absolutely. way around the lottery. This is where the Wolves really, I feel like their their experience in these situations is going to really affect, uh, is really going to come into play when you look at the other teams around them. Like, the Lakers don't know how to tank. They don't. They do not. And it's shown by their draft picks, you know. They got all those high draft picks. What do they have to show for it? You know, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we picked Derek Williams. I shouldn't throw stones. Um, so uh, where we're sitting today is um, we are in the 11th spot 
we are half a game behind the Lakers for the 10th worst spot. Gotta think they're going to overtake the Lakers. Yeah, I would think so too. But, you know, I wouldn't put anything out of the Lakers, you know, with how they've been playing. But as of today, with the 11th worst record in the NBA, we have a 2% chance of making the first pick. So it's slim, but we have a 2% chance basically of getting the first, second, third, or fifth pick. Or fourth pick, excuse me, and then it brings us up to a seventy-seven percent chance of staying where we, we are. We would uh, move up to spot. a move up to a robust three percent chance if we could take the Lakers. Yeah, spot. and our our, our uh, odds from getting the fourth pick would then jump from two point eight to four. Ooh! So this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Every spot we can fall down. Not only does it mean we'll probably pick one spot sooner in the draft, but it also increases our odds very slightly to get that first pick. Yeah. Then we what do we got? It looks like we got the uh, Wizards. Past that, yeah, I'm telling you that overtime win against Washington it could really come really back to bite come us. Back yeah, to bite us. yeah, it's gonna Ugh. be. We were we were staring at this hard before the pod recorded. I don't think it'll take a miracle for us to, even though the Wolves have the third hardest remaining schedule, the third most difficult remaining schedule. It's just going to be really hard for us with a few games remaining to catch Washington or New Orleans, who are tied for the eighth and ninth spot. Uh, because they only have six games remaining, and we are already three games better than them. So for I mean they would have to end on a winning streak and I don't think either team is inclined to do that. So by I the think, way, good good for Charlotte. I'm looking at this uh, the rankings here. They've won four in a row. Yeah, they're making they're trying to make a playoff push. It's they want to make the playoffs. Big mistake, big mistake for Charlotte. But God bless them for going for it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's the team that's weird, you know. Because <laughs> what are you going to do if you're if you're the GM of Charlotte? Do you pay Kemba Walker two hundred and twenty million dollars to come back? And then, I mean, you can't even make the playoffs with Kemba Walker So that right you now. could fight for an eight seed again right. next year. And so, oh, man, I, that's the other thing, guys. You know, I know it's tough to be a Timberwolves <laughs> fan, but thank God we're not a Memphis fan. You know, well, who do they have? Thank God we're not a Charlotte fan right now. That is a tough, that is a tough no-win position to be in, you know? It's all about perspective, I guess. Yeah, you got to keep that perspective. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think that it's pretty obvious, I would say at this point, uh, that we're going to be around the 10th or the 11th pick. Um, kind of locked into our spot. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but, man, anything can happen with those lotto balls. We've never moved up once. That's the thing. Us, us talking about our 2% chance of getting that first pick. <laughs> the Timberwolves, who have been in the lottery the majority of their seasons. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, most of the time in their existence, they've been in the lottery. Yeah, there's that stretch with KG where they were making the playoffs in like the eight seed or whatever. Yeah, those uh, are the good times, the golden days. The golden years, yeah, with KG in the eight seed. And uh, in the past 15 seasons, we've been in the lottery 14 times. So you would think all those odds, you know, all those times in the lottery, we would move up once. You flip a coin 10 times, you're going to get tails, you know. But no. That's not what happened, my friend. We have never, ever, ever moved up that's once. The, that's the statistical fallacy of thinking that previous events are going to influence future ones. And uh, I can't fall into that trap. Just got to accept that you're going to stay put. Or you just got to accept that it's rigged, frozen envelopes, yes. Knicks are going to get Zion kind of uh, stuff. But, uh, you know, I just, the one time we got the number one pick, we had the worst record. And so that's true. We are, that's over, we are overdue to move long up. Long past overdue. If, there, if this was not rigged, then we would have moved up at some point. So maybe yes. this year we'll move up. There's and no I'll, other explanation. Until we move up once, I'm not going to believe that it's completely random. You know? Someone's to blame. Although, 
once again, going back to statistics, would you argue that us not moving up once is almost more of an example of it being completely random? Because if honestly someone was pulling at the strings behind the board, wouldn't they be like, guys, it's getting a little unrealistic for Minnesota over here. Mm. Minnesota's never moved up. Maybe we should just do it once because this is super unrealistic, you know? But maybe they're a step ahead of that and thinking that that's exactly what you would think. So they're actually just going to keep them keep them doing. T- it's there's lots of layers to this conspiracy. This is still just punishment for the Joe Smith thing. This is just still punishment yeah, for is. Joe Smith. Well, um, once again, this is another topic we'll probably be talking about every single week. So let's not kill ourselves <laughs> talking about it now. Let's go on to our third and final topic of Full Court Press. He's on fire. Got some cool giveaways coming up. It's been a I don't know. It's been a weird year for giveaways with the Timberwolves because on one hand, they didn't announce a lot of these Prince giveaways at the beginning of the season. So it was just like, oh, there's no real cool, there's no bobbleheads this year or whatever. And then, you know, maybe a week or two before one of these Prince games, it's like, oh, we got these these purple towels. And then we got these Prince Minneapolis sound shirts, which, again, are pretty lame, I think, in the grand scheme of giveaways. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this is coming from a baseball fan. Hey, guys, baseball's back. No. Uh, no more baseball talk. Baseball has the greatest promotions of any sports league, so especially minor league baseball. And so um, there's a couple cool giveaways coming up. Uh, I'm going to be at the Miami game. Uh, that's our last Prince night. There's a Prince 7-inch uh, record that's going to be put out with uh, cool. Minneapolis, or Rock and Roll is Alive and It Lives in Minneapolis on it. That's awesome. I think that's very cool. That's a, it's a, a very unique, out-of-the-box kind of thinking, like how many people give out records at a game. Super fun. I think it fits the Prince theme perfectly. I mean, they've really nailed all the Prince nights, you know, just in terms of the guests they've been bringing in and how they've been promoting them and stuff Imagine like that. Imagine it's purple vinyl. Oh, they're using. I, I would I would hope so. And so um, I'll report back and I'll let you all know if that's the case. Please do. And then the final game of the year against the Toronto Raptors. Um, it's our fan appreciation night where they try to give away a bunch of stuff. There's tons of raffles yep. and things like that. And I've heard that they're going to be honoring the 2003-2004 Timberwolves team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. So you're going to see a bunch of them, you know, probably honored on the court before uh, before the game. I doubt KG will be there, but one yeah. person I... <laughs> Have a Conspicuous feeling, by his absence. Yeah. Uh, one person I have a feeling will be there is our old friend, Wally Serbiak. Oh, yeah. Because they are giving out a Wally t-shirt. It's it's black, and on the front, in the Timberwolves font from the KG era, it says Wally on the front of it. <laughs> and then on the back, you have the Serbiak number 10. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So why not? I think that's super fun. It's something that, I you think know, Wally's kind of overlooked. Yeah. And, I mean, you never see Wally come back to... I've, I don't think he's ever come back to target center for anything well i mean i think his departure he said some he talked some smack about us after he left yeah. and obviously KG, christian Layton kg punching back. him you know yeah no i think that wally is fondly remembered still you know i yeah, don't think I've i don't think he's persona Grata in any sense you know no well i'm we glad to see him getting the job. getting the recognition he so richly deserves yeah i mean Listen, the list of Timberwolves All-Stars is a very short one, and Wally yes. is on that list with us. So he is on that list. you, you got to respect it. Um, I respect Wally. I was just thinking, though, because it's you know kind of a lackluster promotion season. Are there any promotions you could think of that uh, that we should have next year? Next year, hmm. I've got one. I'll get it started. Yes, I think they they should give away jerseys. Okay. Either like some kind of weird throwback jersey. I love it when that happens. But t- baseball games are always giving out jerseys. And even if you don't want to give it to the adults, make a kid's one. Because those jerseys stick around. 
Let me tell you how yeah, many times I absolutely. see a McCants freebie jersey. <laughs> you go to a Timberwolves game today, you are going to find one person wearing a McCants jersey because they gave those out. Everyone know? who came to those games knew that they were a part of history when they got those McCants jerseys. That's so. what I'm saying. So and as a kid, I got a free Doug West jersey. had a Pepsi logo on it, but I didn't care. And I... And I Man, let me tell you, I probably wouldn't remember who Doug West was today if I wasn't such a big Doug That's West fan as a kid because I got that the jersey. stuff lives on. So I just think uh, free jerseys are always a good way to go. Yeah, I'm thinking a um, something like a Ryan Saunders kind of giveaway where he's in his, uh, not like a bobblehead, but maybe like uh, he's down in like that kind of hunched oh, sure. thing. And what's the thing he does that Flip always used to do where he like rubs his face or yeah, something? Yeah, or, he's got a lot of I don't the know, same something, something like that. That would be kind of cool. I like that. Um, one trend I'm noticing in baseball that I like more is instead of just giving a bobblehead of a player, it's giving a bobblehead of a moment. Where ah. like they they gave away uh, Kurt Ken Herbeck tearing Ron Gant off the base in the '91 World <laughs> Series, that was one of them. Still and can't believe that wasn't called for interference. It's clean play, clean play, my friend, clean play. Uh, he it was his momentum, you know, clearly out. Sure, um, but this season the Twins are giving away five different Joe Mobble, Joe Mauer bobbleheads, signifying like different moments of his career. And so I like I like the, the bobbleheads that are built around a specific moment, you know. Yeah, if only there were moments that you could uh, that you could think think of with uh, Zach Levine dunk contest bobblehead, okay. Gerald Green cupcake, Gerald Green cupcake. Yes. there we go. Like, yeah, I mean, the Timberwolves for not having all stars have had lots of slam dunk contests. What if they did a series of slam dunk contest bobbleheads? We have Derek Williams on the motorcycle with Crunch. <laughs> we have Zach Levine. You Forgot know, about that one. Wearing the Space Jam jersey. We have McCants or not McCants, but Gerald Green in his socks. Also blowing out the cupcake. Ah, the socks dunk. Do the yeah. East Bay Funk J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder, sure. I, that, these are all possibilities. Let's do it. Let's 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 lean into it, Tim Rolls. So absolutely, I agree with you. That's there, what I would go with. Now that you mentioned it, I could keep going for a long time on this, but we're running a little slow, uh, a little late. Um, so. Why don't you let us know on Twitter or in the comment section of our Canis Hoopus post where this is posted. Give us some ideas. I think that you're all really creative people. That's what I love about the blogosphere that surrounds the Timberwolves is that, uh, you know, I feel like when you have a successful team, you, you can just be dumb about following them. But we had to get creative because we've been following a terrible team for so long. Mm-hmm. We have very, very, very creative fans. So let us know what promotions Necessity is the you would like to invention. see. I would love to hear from you. So hit us up at WolvesCast on Twitter or let us know in the Canis Hoopus comments. Uh, and I will be there to let you know if they're good or bad ideas. I'll All be right. There. We're going to go ahead and make some money now because you know what? We're, we are Americans. We're greedy. <laughs> we just can never get enough. Guilty as charged. Give me all that. Um, so let's go ahead and hit our sponsor. Uh, we have a very exciting sponsor uh, this week. There's a great series of digital releases. I guess that you can buy it on CD if you want. Sure. No one does that. It's a digital series, mostly. I think um, this one you could even get on vinyl. Yes, yes. There's lots of ways to purchase it. But it's it's been the series called the Great Conversations series. Um, lots of people have been featured in this series. You yes. know, stuff like Bill Walton talking with himself. <laughs> was a very popular one. I, I, I bought that one. Riveting. Yep. Uh, we had uh, Kobe Bryant uh, talking to a team of uh, like an AAU girls basketball team. Yes. That the was Mambas. weird. Yeah, the Mambas. Yeah, very weird. Um, but this specific one we want to talk to you about is the Great Conversation series featuring Dave Benz and Jim Peterson, of course. 
You've heard mm. them. They've got the chemistry. They've been together for a while now. Like an old married couple. That's right. And this this release is going to feature all your favorite conversations that occur when the wolves are out of a game. Yes. I mean, we're going to have all the great conversations, including what the weather's like, NBA players' shoes, best places to eat in whatever city they're in. Oh, yeah. 80s NBA memories that mm-hmm. Jim Pete... Uh, live through talk all your favorites maybe talking a little bit about uh, NBA hairstyles and how Jim Pete doesn't have any hair yes uh, maybe D- Dave Benz will stu- stumble on a pronunciation and they'll spend five minutes talking about that you know or you know sometimes they'll even have all the hits you'll even hear about how Jim Pete wasn't in the league long enough to get his pension and that's why he's still working today <laughs> you know there's been so many great memories it's one of my personal favorites oh yeah you know there's there's a lot of dead time especially this time of year you know the garbage time is not just garbage time for the players it's garbage time for the announcers as well yard work oh yeah yeah uh, shoveling you know <laughs> talking about snow talking about vacation plans you know absolutely there's all kind of tangents that they can go down and you know they just it's been such a volume of of recorded works you know they mm. they've had maybe more garbage time prolific to spin tales than any other duo you know so this is a great conversation that is wide ranging and in, in its depth it really it really has lots of material to pull from yes and sometimes they'll go three four five plays uh down the floor and they won't comment on any of it because yes. they're talking about you know have a they're talking about uh you know stuff they did to you know they put roses they put in their their front yard or something mm-hmm. or, you that's know, right that sort of stuff it's, uh, it's just great stuff so you've you know we're treated to them you know probably around 82 times a year i mean there's a couple national broadcasts but we get we get to experience that it's been one of the best it's the best treat mm-hmm. of tuning in instead of going to the games and now you can own it for yourself all you have to do is go to greatconversationseries.com or it's available wherever you can get podcasts or special edition vinyl maybe the fetus has some you know yes <laughs> use promo code marnie gellner to get free shipping uh, on your first purchase oh uh, marnie's a part of that too yes she is all, all right everybody uh that does it for sponsor this week we're going to play a game called worried not worried I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm freaking out here. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, why, why would I be worried? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. You're not worried, are you? That's right, everybody. It's time for the game of Worried Not Worried. We're anxious people. I take medication for it. You know, there's nothing wrong about no getting shame. your mental health in check, everybody. You know, it's there's a lot of stuff to worry about today. And, you know, the internet just seems to make it worse. That's and also, right. we're all probably going to die from climate change. I, I don't know if mm. I'm, I should have kids, you know, because it seems like I'm just going to be subjecting them to a weird hell world. But wow. Is, is that better is than heavy. Is that better than not existing? Or, you know, is it better to not exist or is it better to exist and then get a fight in the water wars that are going to be coming in these 2050? Are, these are all questions to consider. I think I would want to fight in the water episode. wars. But anyways, there's a lot of anxiety to be had. So we're going to help you figure out whether these Timberwolf scenes are worth worrying or not worrying about. All right. Well, let's get started. Um, my first one, we, we were just talking about Jim Pete from the Great Conversation series. Are you worried that Jim Peterson will move on from commentary or retire and be replaced by a vastly inferior commentator sometime in the in the near future? I am not worried, Robert. I've been thinking that the age of listening to being forced to listen to the commentator that's on the broadcast, those days are numbered. 
Ooh. I have thought about this. I've been playing with this idea. I've been flirting with it. I might have even done a few test runs of having, because the Twins broadcast, hey, baseball season's back, everybody. Anyways. No more. The tem- the twins have had the worst broadcasting crew in history for the past you know so many years. Thankfully, over the last few years, Burt Blylevin is getting so old. They're bringing in Tory Hunter and Justin Morneau, but Dick Bramer also sucks. So um, I, I'm used to uh, muting. I know what it's like to mute the game when you watch it and have to listen to something different. And so I've tested out live streaming my own broadcast, my own commentary, where it's like really? I'll turn on the game. And I, I can live stream on Instagram or on Periscope or on Facebook. And then if you wanted to, you could just tune into me talking about the game. So you don't wow. have to uh, listen to Dick Bramer. And so I think on-demand st- uh, extremes, the kind of stuff that you'll be able to be like, you know what, I hate this Wolves broadcast duo. But if I mute them and turn on th- this side commentary, I can have a lot more choices about who I want to hear call these games. So I think we're getting to the point technologically where if Jim Pete gets replaced by, let's say, worst case scenario, Dick Bramer. You know, Dick Bramer's now all of a sudden the color commentator. I would be able to, I think. I love him. Yeah, exactly. I think in the, within the next few years, we'll we'll see st- sites like ESPN or like, not ESPN because they're broadcast partners, but like sites like maybe like The Ringer or uh, maybe even Canis Hoopis offering like broadcast commentary that you can tune into if you don't want to listen to the main commentary. Uh, okay. Well, that's a good point. How about you? Uh, I am slightly worried just, even if there are alternatives, I've, uh, I just really, really love Jim Pete and having been subjected to some of the other, uh, particularly national commentators, um, you know, that, uh, I'm I'm still scarred for life by that, uh. By that uh, players only broadcast a few <sighs> even worse. week or two back, even worse than like the homers that like Stacy Kane or like the Spurs, <laughs> Sean Elliott, yeah, Sean yeah. Elliott. Even, oh, even worse Sean than Elliott. that is Chris Webber just being like, "Why is Cat shooting a three pointer? He's a big man." <laughs> yeah, but I uh, just knowing what we have in Jim Pete and the analysis and the humor and the the. Uh, the way that he's not a homer, but he's oh, you could tell that he's yeah, rooting for he's the wolves, critical. but he's he's also critical. Um, it's just something I'm going to miss when he finally decides to hang up the headset. So I'm I'm going to say slightly. Okay, no, worried, that's fair. But that's fair. It's a, at the same point, you know, that's going to happen eventually, and you just got to be prepared. You just got to be prepared so. for it, especially because you know Jim will probably be moving on to bigger and better things, and we can't begrudge him for that's that. That's right. Next. Are you worried that Robert Cummington will average around 45 games over like half the season a year during his Wolves tenure? Um, Robert, I would have to say I'm slightly worried. Mm. He has not had these problems in the past. He's been pretty healthy. Um, so I would generally think that this is a fluke, it's bone bruise. It's not a major structural thing. It's not like he had to have, uh, you know, surgery that would drastically shift what he is. Um, but in some ways, isn't that worse where you don't have surgery and you're just like, yeah, I'll just give it rest and recovery and we're sure it won't happen again. Sometimes that's like, hey, you know, asking for trouble. But I'm going to say that I'm only slightly worried about it because it's been so mysterious. You know, I, right. a little more information has come out since they shut him down. He had a setback. We know uh, we were talking about this last week on the pod that why aren't they telling us the truth? You know, why aren't they telling us? And the athletic wrote some really good stuff about that, about how it hurts the trust you have with the team when you're just like they're saying he's almost back. They're saying he can come back this week and he's not. Um, so I am worried just in the sense that it's still a mysterious injury to me. I know bone bruises can linger, but uh, it's weird, isn't it? 
it's yeah. weird that he hasn't played since yeah. December. You took the words out of my mouth. I'm also worried about it because uh, he was one of. I mean, he is one of the main uh, main pieces for the future, and to have someone, you know, go basically half the season without playing right out of the bat, it uh, gets you worried about what uh, what he's gonna be like moving forward. So. Yeah, I'm slightly worried, and he's a great guy too, and I really think he could help the team uh, quite a bit moving forward. And for the Wolves to have any chance at being a successful playoff team, they're going to need him at full strength. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any way around it without him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of worried. I don't think I have the uh, Robert is an elite defender in this league drop. I have this one. And I think Lovington is a good nickname. Oh, here we go. We found it. Robert yes. has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. Uh, just heads up, last season he played 80 games. The season before he played 67, 67, 70. So. All right. We'll see, yeah. though. We'll see. The next question I have, are you worried that this team will basically be the same next year? We don't have a lot of cap space, and we're pretty locked into the players, at least for one more year, assuming Jeff Teague you know, is going to opt in. in, And we're going to assume that Tyus is going to be re-signed probably for a fine amount of money, nothing that's going to break the bank, you know. But then, you know, if you think about, you know, I guess we got Taj leaving, we got Derek leaving, maybe. But Kat's contract kicks in. So we're just not going to have much cap space. So my question is, this year, we're a 30-win team that's lost, you know, kind of lost in the woods. Are you afraid that at least for one more year we're going to be locked into the same holding pattern? I am worried about that. Um, mostly is because the worst spot, and we mentioned it before, the worst spot you can be in the NBA is is not good enough to make the playoffs, but not so bad as to get like a top three, four, five pick. Yeah. And it seems like that's kind of going to be the Wolves' destiny. Uh, I'm worried that that's their current destiny, especially if Wiggins stays just sort of mediocre to average, hopefully. Yeah, uh, it feels like we can't assume he'll be better. No, no. There are no no assumptions. There's something like we can assume. I'm thinking, like, how can this team improve next year? Just baseline, how can we improve? We don't have a lot of room to improve through free agency. And so I think, obviously, you would expect Cat to get a little better. He's gotten a little better every year. Unlike Wiggins, we can assume Cat will be better next year. Not at all. I think the only thing other than that is that we would, A, hope slash assume that being in a contract year, both Jeff Teague and Dario will play better, you know, especially Jeff Teague, who says seemed like he's been taking this year to just rehab his injuries and, you know, just you know do whatever he wants. I think if Jeff Teague in a contract year is going to try and play every single game and probably be more aggressive than he is. So maybe that'll be a little bit better. But I, the only way I see this team making a major step forward next year is if Robert Covington can play every game, because that's the only argument you can make, is that we would be a playoff team if Robert Covington played every game with us. And I think that that's not a uh, that's that's a convincing argument is what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. that I would believe that if we had Robert Covington for every game this year after the trade, obviously, I think we would make the playoffs probably. Uh, but next year, like I said, where can we look to for, to for improvement? Probably just hoping Cat takes a step forward. Jeff Teague plays like it's a contract year, and Robert stays healthy. But that then you don't know who else is going to get injured. Maybe Dario misses. There there will be injuries. I can't yeah. tell you who's going to be injured, but there will be injuries. So I would say I am I am pretty worried about this, Robert. 
I'm pretty worried that like with the current personnel that we're mostly just rolling over to next season, there's not a lot of wiggle room for us to have major injuries and still make the playoffs. So I'm I agree worried. with you. I'm I worried. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. My final question, Robert. All over the skyways. On, probably on, uh, you know, if you don't have ad blockers, you've been served these ads, being a Timberwolves fan that you are. You've seen the season tickets are on sale. And they have a they have a circle circular graphic. They have a circle. Yeah, I mean, hardest job in the world. Treat your ticket reps nicely, please. Yeah, because they get told no a thousand times a day. So tell them no, but just be nice about it. This has got to be the hardest job. I've worked in dead end sales jobs. You know, it's tough. But all these advertisements, it's a circular graphic with cat in the front. You know, looking angry. Yep. And then I've seen two different variations. There's always Rose in the top left corner behind Cat, Derek Rose and Cat. And then you either get Wiggins, or I've seen somewhere Wiggins has been taken out as Okogi. <laughs> but either way, in all these ads, it's Cat and Rose, and then either Okogi or Wiggins. And so this team, I mean, all year they've leaned into it, and I don't blame them. Derek Rose, we've been over this. He's one of the most popular basketball players on the planet. Is the yeah, I think there are more Derrick Rose Timberwolves jerseys out there in the world than there are Wiggins ones. Just that's oh, how no popular. That's how popular he's a top ten selling jersey. He's one of the most popular players in the world, and obviously the Timberwolves social media leaned into that hard all season. We're like, why are they always tweeting about Rose nonstop? Well, you look at their metrics. What tweets get retweeted? What tweets get liked? You know, it's the Rose tweets, and I'm sure those social media managers have you know goals. You know, little job goals, you know, that they have to update about that are based on the performance of their tweets and stuff. And so you lean into that Rose stuff. And then obviously you're trying to get people to buy tickets. So once again, you slap Rose's face all over it. He's the most popular player on our team, I would say. He's more popular than Cat, easily. Worldwide, absolutely. So I'm just saying, like, is this just like a short-term marketing move? Or are you worried that the Timberwolves will re-sign Derrick Rose? Um... I'm not super worried about it. I would prefer that they not re-sign him, um, just because he. I don't know that he necessarily impacts winning at this point in his career. I mean, for all the times that he like takes over the fourth quarter or whatever, um, for every one of those, we've gotten three or four times where he's just kind of chucking it and. Or every one of the, every one of the every one game that he wins for us, there are five games where we are shorthanded because he didn't play. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, and where his health is a concern, he's only able to play. You know, he's he might be maxing out at forty games yep. or something like that, just because it seems like every three every couple weeks he's having to take like a week or two break because you know he has inflammation or just. He's just been so, so worn down that, and we've seen that. Um, so, for the right price, if we get him again on like a minimum deal, like we got him for this year, I wouldn't be super opposed to it. I still. What would if it was more to, like an Anthony Tolliver deal, like one year, four point five? Uh, that even that's I, not the end of the world. It, I don't it's know. Little, I'd rather see him go to. I'd rather see him go somewhere else. But am I like actively worried that we're going to bring D Rose back? Not. Not really. It's still just super awkward having him, like, having the Wolves be super, like, pro Derrick Rose, right. given his history and everything. It still feels weird to be rooting for him, and I don't know. I'm, I am I'd like to think that the Wolves could be, they're, like, the team that kind of 
brought his stock up a little bit, and then he went somewhere else and yeah. to a better situation. So whatever, I'm not super worried about it, but I have my I'm I kind, have my preference. I'm kind of with you. I would be wor- I'm worried that they'll sign him for uh, too many years. Um, they don't have enough cap space this season for us to really kill ourselves on a Derrick Rose deal. It's not like we're. I yeah, mean, that's if we renounce Tyus. If we renounce Tyus, Tyus, so we can sign Derrick Rose for four years, thirty-five million, then that I'm gonna have a be, problem. But because that'd be bad. he played his fourth least minutes and fourth least games of his career. It's not like he was healthy. Wasn't like he was playing high minutes. I think that yeah, I think he's a detriment. Uh, more than he is an asset. So I am worried that... I am worried. I'm worried that we'll re-sign him. But I, I'm not anxious about it because I know we don't have enough cap space to give him a deal that will really kill us. But I would prefer to see him on a different team. I just think he would fit better with different teams. So. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of Worried Not Worried. Hopefully you can all feel a little less worried because you just realized, like me... That it's okay to have kids. Your kids will want to fight in the water war anyways, you know? They're going to want to fight. They're going to want to fight. Just teach them to fight. All right. Yes. So let's go ahead and go on to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. All right, Robert, it's Weekly Wolfies. We're running a little over time, so I'm not going to waste too much time getting into it. Everyone knows what Wolfies are at this point. If this is your first podcast with us, your first, first, first podcast with us, maybe it is that awesome dude I met today at East Lake Brewery. We were talking about Wolfscast. You started following us. If it's your first podcast, Wolfies are awards we give out, good or bad. There we go. I said I wasn't going to say it. Now I said it. My Wolfie goes to Carl Anthony Towns. It's a bad Wolfie, though. He is boring in interviews. He just had an 11-minute interview with Woj that I watched before I came over here. And I was like, 11 minutes, one-on-one with Carl Anthony Towns. I'm going to be able to hear some cool stuff. So boring. What platitudes. My body is a temple. I go out there. J- Jimmy wasn't bad. It was just miscommunication. It was just like, it was 10 minutes of him spitting just like nothingness. And I, I was just like, this is the most boring thing I've ever heard. And we've got it on Cat's case about this. The teacher's pet. A guy who knows how to say the right thing but doesn't actually say anything. He's Derek Jeter. Both teams played hard. I mean, that's <laughs> Rasheed Wallace. But Derek Jeter was known for always giving the least controversial quote, you know? And he would just tell the media what they wanted, and he was beloved for it, so I can get why Kat's doing this. Um, but the last minute of that interview is gave me hope, because what Kat is doing is he speaks in platitudes, and so you don't really learn anything, you know? But the way that you should communicate, the best way to communicate in life is by telling stories. That's why Barack Obama was so good. He was always like, I met a woman from Michigan who told me, you know, you tell... You tell ideas and stories if you want people to relate to them because people identify with stories. It's the most effective way of communicating. And so at the end, we finally got a little story from Kat. And Woj was like, you know, asking about missing games after that huge streak he had. And Woj asked him the last time he missed a game. And Carl said, it was a middle school. I was in middle school. And uh, I had the flu and I was throwing up. And my dad said I couldn't play. But I was so, like, adamant I should play that I made him take me to the game. And I got suited up. And we had to wait for the AAU team ahead of us to, like, finish so we could play. And I fell asleep in the bleachers. And when I woke up, it was the first quarter. My team was playing without me. And I was so angry at my dad. And he was like, you you can't play. You fell asleep in the bleachers. You know, you, you're so sick. And it was just like that cool. one minute of story told me more about Towns than maybe the last three years of interviews have, you know. So, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, you get a negative Wolfie on not being good at interviews. 
Well, for my, I never thought that I'd uh, do this, but I'm giving a positive weekly Wolfie to Jimmy Butler, Jimmy oh G Buckets, God. because I've got to drop here somewhere. My swag is crazy right now. Whoa. Yeah, so Jimmy Butler, it just actually came out today. He appeared on one of my favorite YouTube series called Hot Ones, where uh, they basically have ten. Uh, I can't remember if it's 10 or 8 or whatever, but they have just progressively hotter and hotter chicken wings. Oh, sure. That they And it's kind of like a question per chicken wing. And by, like, chicken wing four or five, you're just getting, like, absurdly hot. Yeah. And, you know, hilarity ensues because they're trying to answer these questions. While they're, you know, yeah, it's that, Jimmy that's, eating that's the peppers. Much what, yeah, exactly. Um, but he, he went through it. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I'm sure it'll infuriate me because I don't like Jimmy Butler since. I, this I still whole, like his shtick though. That's the thing is like I'm, I, I'm like really upset with him as a person, but like I, I still think it's funny when he do does stuff on the court where he's like crouching a minute after he yeah, shot. Yeah, he's it. a funny guy and everything, and he's got a lot of personality. It's just it's easier to see the BS now. Yes, it is. It's easier to see like how hard he works at telling you at how how hard he works at his game and so uh, but i gotta give him uh, credit he did appear on my favorite uh uh youtube series and he completed the wings challenge so uh, is this where you got the idea for kings of the north uh for the the uh for our the hot seat yeah the yes, hot seat. it's it's pretty much a ripoff which of, is something i would love hot. to do on this show at one point but listen to kings of the north season three out now uh, they have a segment where they do the hot seat where someone has to take hot sauce and eat it and then they get asked a question and they have to make like they have to give their take about something while their mouth is slowly we just being skip incinerated. right ahead to like the hottest hot sauce it's great and uh, I really yeah, want to do it, it on it's a great show. concept we totally ripped it off of uh, hot ones we give That's credit fine. where credits due but uh, I, I ripped off the hot seat for our marshmallow challenge earlier <laughs> in the year so you know it all unforgettable goes marshmallow challenge it's funny though that we both talked about like engaging this like Cow's not an engaging interview and Jimmy might be too gate engaging as an interview yeah, right there's got to be a middle ground there that these guys can reach. All right, everybody, it's time for a brand new game that I have. It is called Stupid Easy Trivia. You can play it on at home. Robert and I both took some time before the show to write down the easiest Timberwolves trivia questions we could think of. And the idea is not that, you know, we're trying to see who's smarter. It's about who can read more of these in, you know, 30 seconds. Who can answer the most in 30 seconds? So it's going to be rapid fire, and the questions are going to be easy. But we're going to see who can, obviously, name the most in 30 seconds. So uh, would you like to ask first or answer first, Robert? Uh, I'll ask first. Okay. Um, let's just uh, keep time up here. You'll keep you'll keep track of how many I get right, though, right? Yes, I got okay. the tally going. Well, we've got. Why don't we just wait till uh, another build what, attention? Uh, five, seconds? five seconds. Another five, four. four. Okay. Are I'm you ready. ready? I'm ready. One, begin. What is the name of the Wolves mascot? Crunch. What team did the Wolves lose to in the 04 Conference Finals? Uh, the Lakers. Who did the Wolves draft alongside Ricky Rubio in 2009? Johnny Flynn. Former Wolves in arena host Mike Rylander was said to resemble which former Timberwolf? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, Wally Serbiak. Who holds the Wolves' record for most rebounds in a game? Uh, Kevin Love. What college was Andrew Wiggins drafted out of? Kansas. Oh, yeah. Kansas. Uh, name two players that the Wolves received back for bow, Kevin Garnett. That's 30. Okay, that's so that's... You got, uh, by my count, I was scribbling, so I've got six. Okay, down. that sounds about right. That's that sounds not bad. about right. All right, I'm going to let you uh, get prepared. We're going to do this in five seconds. Okay, okay, you ready? Let's do it. 
All right, well, here we go. Name the arena the Wolves play in. Target set. Name the only player to have his jersey retired by the team. Malik Seeley. Name the best player in team history. Kevin Garnett. Name the winningest coach in team history. Flip Saunders. Name the owner of the team. Glenn Taylor. Name the team's most recent all-star. Carl uh, Anthony Towns. What is KG's nickname? Big Ticket. Name the team's mascot. Crunch. Name the last time the team made the playoffs. Uh, last year, 2018. What is the furthest the Wolves have played into the playoffs? Uh, conference finals. And what did the Wolves play during their first season? Where? Uh, Metrodome. All right. You got a little bit more than me. I think that that was probably my like, questions were a little longer. Well, longer winded. There is a little bit there. I I, I think I might I have realized, gotten it wrong. That it's, I think Tibbs probably has a high. I don't know. No, no. I meant just with the wolf. So oh, with I, the wolf. I was definitely meaning flip, flips the answer out. The thing is, I realized that I can make the questions shorter by instead of saying what is the arena, I say name the arena because okay. it, it it shaves off one word instead of who is the only player. I say name the only. player. I think given. That your questions are a little snappier. I think we probably did. It was pretty about tight. The same. It was pretty yeah. tight. But I have a, like at least ten or eleven we didn't use. So maybe we'll revisit this sometime. Yes, huh? I've got a bunch left too. So we will have to revisit this. What is this drop? There's and now going on thirteen years of losing. I'm sick of it after one. And it, <laughs> it's just some weird label drops. I don't know. Like this one. Treasure trove. cash money. It's never good when you know you miss shots. <laughs> Sharich. Really, he's no punk. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for another week. Uh, you know, the wolf season isn't over. We're going to be here every single week until it is. And then maybe a few weeks after, some recap shows, some kind of looking forward to the draft Nitty shows. Gritty. And listen, I know. I know. It's tough right now. We're getting blown out of the water. We're playing without most of our, you know, best players. But uh, keep watching, because I guarantee you in July, you're going to be really, really missing the cute face of Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Um, Robert, you're right. you will be back here next week. I, I'll be back. I'm excited. Listen to Robert's podcast, Kings of the North. Very, very, very funny NFL uh, podcast. I hate the NFL. I love that podcast. Um Thank you to Canis Hoopus for posting us every single week. That's awesome. Uh, thanks to Neil, our producer in the sky, who is uh, touring the United Kingdom. If you are a British fan who loves us, I don't think we have any, but if you are a British fan They're who loves there. us, uh, check out Cuckoo Kangaroo. They're on the road. Thanks to Neil for editing this when he's thanks, on the road. Neil. And uh, thanks to Becky for letting us come over and record this podcast thanks, while Neil's gone. Um, take care of yourselves, everybody. Don't worry about the water wars. It's going to happen. Not just yet. You know what? I'm going to be a general. It's going to be awesome. So uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your neighbors. And I will see you next week. Take care. Peace. 2003. Think about Josh Howard's career, who was ACC Player of the Year in 2003. Minnesota passed on him. It took Indy Eby. Remember that draft? The 2003 draft, David Stern. Trying to say the name of Indy Eby. Well, there were a... Uh, called him Duty Eby. Duty Eby.